The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Resonance 104.4 FM, Cultural Sonic Dieters is our subtitle. This is me, this is Simon Tishko, this is Resonance 104.4 FM. I may already said that, sometimes it just goes round and round and round and round in my head. I honestly don't know what I've said or haven't said yet, but there you go. Today, we are going to be considering the art world and the art world scene. And I have a rather delightful studio guest in the embodiment of Patrick Featherston, who has put together a website that helps us algorithmically find the coolest things to go and see in London. And as I'm sure many of you will know, we're absolutely swamped with stuff here in town, and it's far easier to miss things than it is to actually catch things, you know, those exhibitions that we think, I must see that. And I usually notice just when they're finishing because I'm becoming a bit of a... As everyone knows, I say it enough, but the hermit and a bit of a cultural failure when it comes to actually getting out there at the moment. Going back 
seen my early days at art school. I was at every private view I could possibly get to, dashing on bicycles, cars and taxis between galleries and crowds of rather plush-looking people with their champagne flutes and volumes. There's a lot of volumes in the early days of my art world. And it was a way of connecting, I guess, of finding out who was who and what was what and where things were happening and an attempt to find my own place within the dazzling and startling London art world. And it's actually through one of those side adventures, a friend having an exhibition opening in Paris that I could barely afford to go to but decided to make the effort and went over. And at the after-opening supper, which was at Maxime's in Paris, I kind of made eye contact with this young woman on the other side of the room, as I am wanted to do anyway, and I kind of little wave. She waved back, and we got talking, and she was a collector, and now I was a young ingenue artist, and we kind of got together over a period of time, and she ended up buying vast amount of work from me, mostly for cash, you know, I was selling pieces that I had lying around my flat for tens, literally tens of thousands of pounds, big lines of zeros at the end of the words of money she gave me, and it completely changed my art practice, obviously, it kept me going, it kept the illusion going, so the notion of private view, there is a very solid anecdotal evidence that it really is important and it works. Plus we get to see each other, we're all waving and smiling at those events. I'm babbling on, so why don't we just step back a little bit, pin back our ears and listen to Patrick and I reminisce and talk about the present day and the past in the art world scene.
This looks like a little bit of kit. There you go, we're on. Okay. That's actually recording in there. Um, Patrick, finally you've come to visit me at flight. We've been talking about doing some radio for some time. Okay, yeah. And um, if you could move more towards the microphone, otherwise I'm the loudest. There's not, not, not too intense, but bear okay. it in mind, yep. rather than me. That's a technical thing for our listeners out there in Radioland. Um, your latest project, tell me about it. It's gallerysnow.net. Mm. It's an effort to wrangle the enormous amount of art that there is in the world into an understandable lot of art. Our general feeling is that contemporary art is constantly evolving and always new and always exciting mm. and keeping abreast of it is very hard work. I have spent most of my life in and around the art world and I am an engaged person who likes it and lives in the centre of town or works in the centre of town and yet I was missing shows that I missed literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. And so in a very my family way of doing things my brother and I decided to build our own system to stop this happening. It started out just dealing with the galleries very local to work, mm -hmm. so sort of Fitzrovia area. And then within maybe a day, we realised that it had to cover the whole of London. Right. And then within a matter of months, we realised that really it had to cover the whole world. Mm -hmm. Because the joy is that if you get the systems right, both to take the information in and then to allow you to navigate the information, you can kind of know what's going on in a way that would be really quite hard without something like this. Exactly. It's, I think, what, what interests me as well, because you're, when we say about what's going on, you're talking not so much from the, ooh, what's the big blockbuster exhibition to go and see, but the kind of, because we've seen each other around galleries and private views and things going back for a long time. A long time. Mm -hmm. And between us, we must know so many people that we know in terms of, oh, hello, how are you? Yes, great, lovely. See you soon yes and we've, I, I mean I'm in various worlds like that but there's these groups of people and there's something when I was at back at art school I went back to art school as a grown-up um, I was one of the few that really did that thing of like where's the you know where's the opening where's this that and the other what's Let's get new? there see what's happening and there's a particular take to that and that's very much what you're dealing with isn't it yes very much it, it it's it's kind of interesting that you have to look at everything in two ways, the way that I first brought up this idea of not missing things and then also knowing what's always new. Yeah. So in a very practical way, we list what is going on and we do it, you can view it in a number of ways, mm -hmm. but the sort of two principal ways are you can say, show me what's newest first. So show me all the exhibitions happening in Berlin at the moment, yeah. but start with the newest. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying, yeah. what is new, what is exciting, mm -hmm. what's going on? And then you can get it to turn it around, which is not completely backwards, but, but basically turning it around. And you can say, what is closing 
soonest because that way you, you see miss. a show yeah. and you're like oh, I knew I wanted to go and see that I mm. didn't go to the private view bang two months have gone past mm -hmm. but I see it's closing on Saturday so I'd better get along and have a look I miss exponentially more than I actually see. Yes. And when thinking about why am I still living in London, the London is very different to the one I originally moved to. And I think it's because of all these things I want to see. Yes. And yet I miss nearly all of them. <laughs> yes. But so, there's something nice about just knowing that they're there, even if yeah, you don't always see all exactly. of them. Exactly. I've, I've, I've been going through an extended hermit period of not going to anything. Yes. And kind of enjoying that. And you, you have been missed. No, no. And it's, but it's, it is knowing, it's like we were talking about my roof, anyone knowing it's there. Yes. And there, it's kind of, I think it's dangerous. And I think part of the reason I've been saying to you, come Patrick, let's come talk about this, is because I want to engage more, and you're, you're formalising it in a way. Because when I was at art school, back in those days, if the word was around, everyone was kind of, there were, there were more people doing that, and we were going, yes, 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 and know what's going on. I haven't got a clue these days, really. Gallery openings, probably. It's very difficult because there are thousands and thousands of galleries and you have to work out which ones are interesting to you mm. and then you have to know what they've got going on and then you have to see if you can see them mm. and then you realize that as I say that is true of London and it's true of Paris and Berlin yeah. and New York and once you've got those four it may be the vast majority of the galleries in the world but then there'll be a gallery in Helsinki that is putting on a fantastic show mm. that you literally would have no chance of knowing about if you didn't have some system to bring them all together how are you, and how are you filtering in that, in, in that sense how do you know about like the, the cool stuff in Helsinki or whatever I, <clears throat> we have a list of this literally thousands of galleries mm -hmm. and they're all around the world and we go through the list and run it through a sort of algorithm that is vaguely reminiscent of Google PageRank so right. we look at various things about the gallery. Is this something you've built yourself? Yeah. Wow, that's intense. Well, it was because we didn't want it to be subjective. I mean, the art world is, by its very nature, hugely subjective. Sure. But we tried to build a bit of objectivity into it. Yeah, algorithms can filter our whole lives now, our love lives. Yeah, they can it's be very okay. useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we look at various aspects about them, uh, where they are, how many spaces they have, where they show, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that enables you to work out which galleries are likely to be interesting or significant of course. and which ones maybe need a bit more time to become interesting mm -hmm. and significant. And that's how you go from thousands to hundreds. Yeah. And hundreds is a more manageable number. Mm. And it, it's also interesting when you talk about going to the shows we have taken the decision to illustrate the all the information with installation photographs so it is like going to the show in a certain way sure because take Robert Ryman as the example I always use you know that Robert Ryman paints white canvases so if you see a picture of a Robert Ryman picture yeah you know what it looks like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what's interesting is seeing how that gallery chose to do their exhibition of Robert Ryman. Yes. You know, is it black walls it's with the, the white things the on framing, it? the whole thing. It, it is all of that. And I, it, it also makes it very personal. It makes it you and the show 
rather than you and the artist. It's you and the show and the artist. So it's kind of trying to bring together the gallery, the artist, and the exhibition and put them all forward mm. without it being too much information. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think something in what you're doing, it's, it's calling to me that there's, it's like saying, what's cool? You're trying to do that in yes. many respects. And how is it when we... Um, I've got a young pretend son at the moment that's going to go to St Martin's, hopefully. Very good. I've been taking him out. And I took him to some private views mm. a couple of weeks ago. And how we could walk into... You know, you walk in somewhere and say, actually, let's just go. Yes. How you can do that, you can kind of sniff the room out. And it's... it's what is it we're trying to get? What is it that's there? Goes oh. to the fundamental core of what makes good art, perhaps. Yes. Is uh, it or isn't it? You know, because we're being highly subjective here well I think I think you have to be but the the idea is that the algorithm side of it does a certain amount of that work for you and it's also it's a it's a quite unique way of looking at it I believe because we don't say this exhibition is good and that exhibition is not good mm. we say this gallery is good yes and therefore anything they show is likely to be interesting exactly there's the likelihood algorithmically yeah exactly there are if there are thousands of galleries there must be millions of artists mm. and the gallery's job is to filter those down so mm -hmm. they are the gatekeepers for the yes. for the art world uh -huh. so we've kind of gone with them as the people who make the decisions and make things work and not work and it means that you don't have to see every show mm -hmm. you just have to work out whether the gallery itself mm -hmm. is good it's it's sort of coming this as an artist myself it's it's an understanding that the art world that we appreciate and like as the art world the reason we're involved and do everything we do it by necessity needs to have very strong gatekeepers to keep everyone else out and it's not a meritocracy by any means no no it is there are a lot of problems with the world and with the art world in particular for this conversation and I would not claim to have solved all of them uh, <laughs> damn Patrick this is this is okay at least some of them though that's 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 a good enough claim well we kind of figured that that art contemporary art can be incredibly interesting yes and exciting and life-affirming and all of these things you know I regularly walk into shows and just stand there thinking this is brilliant not necessarily the show itself but just the whole the art experience yes and uh, and so we want to help people engage with that way a lot of what we do is trying to sort of democratize it mm. to make it easier for people to go into art galleries because they have seen a picture of the inside on the site and they know that the show is on mm. and they're not walking past great big plate glass door with a person behind it that looks very forbidding yeah they've already been given an entry into it and so therefore going into it physically you mean hope, by, by seeing it on the website first yeah. of all yeah Being, Placing knowing it it's there and I mean once once again this is a fundamental thing of it's the art experience and trying to quantify that in terms of um, 
I spend a lot of my time being highly critical these days yes. about all sorts of systems. I think I'm kind of of that age and experience where it's now the time to actually criticise and yes. <laughs> perhaps. But always, within that, I'm trying to. to I'm, oh, unfortunately, yeah, you're right. It's always been that. But at the same time, trying to work out. Um, my fear is. I haven't reached that point yet, but I'm pushing the boundaries on the mm -hmm. art world's idea of is it another empty hollow thing? But I don't believe so, because in terms of human endeavour, think of it in this really big picture now, Yes. what does art represent in terms of... Because the other, almost the opposite side of it is religion, perhaps, which yes. I see as being incredibly empty, and it's, it's homeopathy, spiritual homeopathy. A good phrase. And the other side art I'm hoping is the science and yet the methods we use in the art world are totally non-scientific yes I'm confused happily I'm really in a happy place where I'm confused and then I'm, I'm pushing the points on it. It, it it's interesting the the comparison with religion because of course what immediately comes to my mind because I spend nowadays my whole life processing pictures and information on exhibitions and, and all of that, is that um, religion doesn't change, well, obviously doesn't change as fast as the art scene changes, which yeah. I make no value judgments for this, but it does mean that you can have an opinion on religion mm -hmm. in a way that you can't have it quite so much on the art world. That's actually a really good point, that's really good, because I was looking at one, one of one of my big things these days is pseudoscience. I hate pseudoscience. And my fear is because a, a lot of the art world is pseudoscience. It's kind of yes. like the emptiness of the sort of the Tracy Emmons and the Damien Hirst and the blah 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 blah. Yes. I see you sinking into well, the, the table as there I There is this awful thing where an artist will have discovered something cool and scientific mm. and base a whole show around it. Yeah where somebody like, I dare say, you or I, mm. would walk in and go, well, I knew that was the case. Yeah. You can't base your whole artwork on it because yeah. it's just, it shows the paucity of your knowledge. Or your whole practice or the whole artwork even. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's only goes so far. Because uh, we get to the question of what makes good art where that is now that's yeah it's, yes I, I really am not here to answer that no, question no, 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 but, but I'm, I'm just saying this is what we're approaching and so yes. with with what you're doing by having an algorithm it's almost an algorithm for cool I, 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 I think of it more as an algorithm for significance that's nice. And That's to nice. that extent, yes. I, I can sense that it may sound a little like we're playing the game because the galleries choose yeah. who they want yeah. to put yeah. forward and all that. But but that is very much part of it. That, mm. that very much feeds into the significance of things. And one of the overriding thoughts we have is that you think to yourself, uh, when Beethoven's Fifth Symphony was first played, mm. There were people at that concert hall who heard it for the first time. Yeah. And that is quite cool in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can have that in the art world. It's just you don't know yes. for years. But you could have been at the first show by yes, the yes, person yes. who then went on to be the most exciting person ever. It's interesting because the history of art is full of lost Damien Hursts and etc 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 you know the sort of very bright lights that burnt out very quickly mind you Damien Hurst didn't burnt out that quickly yet N no no and well, that's a different and thing it's the, the, the lights gone the lights are on but there's no one in 
and, boom, and boom. for all of your um, for all of one's uh, starving artists in garrets actually even if they are discovered after they die mm. it is the system that decides that they are going to be put into this museum or yes you know exposed in some way so I find myself in a very odd situation of being an apologist for a system I'd, and I'd like to change the subject immediately <laughs> I'm, I'm with you and I think most, most, most of the people listening to this would be on the same side because we all take part in it so you're not being an apologist because to practice art to make art to go out and enjoy art to be listening to an art radio station or something yes. that's funded mainly by the Arts Council, we've got that word, art, 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 earth. So you're not mm -hmm. being an apologist, you're practising within the art world. That's, I love that word, practice. Yes. It, gives, it's it very lets useful. us off, doesn't yeah. it? It lets us off everything. We're kind and, of and there is and doing. Also this thing that the more you go and see, mm. the less you're being pushed around by the system. Yeah. And the more likely you are to spot that great mm. show that really worked for you but never quite hooked into getting into the public collection. Sure. And I like that because I, I have always felt that you've got to give to receive in these situations. Mm -hmm. It's like when you go to Oxfam, you're never going to find that really cool coat that that friend of yours found because they go all the time. Mm -hmm. You walked in once, mm. you didn't find anything. Yeah. And it's the same, You, I am very happy to go to really quite rubbish exhibitions because I don't know they're rubbish until I've been. Mm. And unless you go, unless you put yourself through the possibility of going to the rubbish ones, you never get to go to the good ones. But it's also within that, the rubbish exhibitions, they're also dictated to an extent by who you're seeing there. It's part of the whole event because yes. the thing you said earlier on, it's, it's fun. And it's kind yes. of, we're doing it, we're doing that thing. So I feel that the art now, what's the full Galleriesnow.net. Galleriesnow, sorry, galleriesnow.net. Um, it seems to be, quite, rather than just a list, you know, like in Time Out or whatever, they're, they're this. You're looking at that because you're directing towards something that I recognise as kind of vibrant. Yes. Well, it does in the way that it's part of. It's vibrant within the art world that means people communing around it. Yes. Well, it, the main reason we realised it had to be done was because there are there are two classic ways of getting exhibition information out into the world. One is a listing, mm -hmm. and and the problem with a listing is it's too much information mm -hmm. because they list all the shows that are on, yeah, that, no, that they know about to, yeah. or that pay them or however it works. There's no mediation, so when I look at this list, I'm, unless I recognise the name, I've no idea whether it's going to be mm. any good or yeah. a piece of junk. Mm -hmm. And not, I mean, really no idea, because it could be some two-bit gallery that where somebody's putting on their aunt's pictures yeah. because they've yeah. got the space. Yeah. And the other way is your Sunday paper top 10 exhibitions to see and of course that's a problem because they will always say Monet at the RA and that may be great but we all know that it's in the list so mm -hmm. top 10 is not enough information no. regular listings is too much information and we have found some way of giving a mediated curated selection of the exhibition mm, that's really exciting it's it's because I keep saying um, I must 
go out more, must sort of, because I just really enjoy it, and I've just got lazy it as is, well. It is a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Because you do get this extra buzz, I mean, especially if you go to the prompt views, yeah. there is that extra thing of, it's like reading all the reviews with one view, because mm-hmm. you look around the room mm. and you kind of get a vibe immediately yeah. for how it's Directly being tapping taken. into the zeitgeist, it's there, isn't exactly. it? I love that word. The zeitgeist is very... Um, with my kind of studies, zeitgeist comes in in terms of fashion... Yes. ..and bigger pictures. You know, it's numbers. Zeitgeist is all about numbers, that there's a, this collective... It's a number. It's and so collective within the art world, we see. Yes. Movements within the art world. Uh, used to be people with berets arguing about what shade of blue it should be. Yes. In the cliché. And now it happens in a very different way. And also, over the time that we've been doing the gallery things, the it's changed an awful lot, hasn't it? Whereas the invites used to be much more artists and people around. Yes. You've got this, it's, it's become so much more of a lifestyle commodity. Well, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, Freeze, tremendously successful, doing a fantastic job, and really in the first year, they had plenty of people there who were going on dates mm-hmm. because it was a lifestyle choice to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's it's very impressive that what is effectively a trade fair is seen for uh-huh. a really properly exciting way to see more stuff. It's a bizarre phenomenon, isn't it, Freeze? We think of our site as very much like an art fair in mm-hmm. that it is a curated selection of, mm-hmm. of everything available. So, uh, what, what do you have with it? Do you have people can sign up membership, or it's just a site that people go to, it, and that's it? it? It's all free access. Uh-huh. We are we are currently looking at ways to introduce, or at least we are currently introducing. We're looking at how it actually works, uh, a sort of enhanced user level that mm-hmm. would be paid for. Um, because at the moment it is galleries now. You see what is on right now. Yeah. You can say. You can put in a date so you can see what's on now, assuming now is next week, mm-hmm. which is very useful if you're planning a trip, Sure. for example. Mm. Um, but the enhanced will allow you to do, do things like look backwards. So uh, in the sort of parlance, you'd be interrogating the database. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine I am a big collector and I want to invest in this artist who I have just seen somewhere and their work spoke to me. Mm kind of cool to be able to look back and see all the exhibitions they've had in the past Mm -hmm. and not just where they were but actually what they look like and things like that I think are separate the normal user from the person who is actually using it in the pursuance of their business and that's where you get into pro users and upcharge options I think you've got to have an app at some point you do have to have an app (laughs) I mean, are, you, are you actually moving towards that? Well, it would make so much sense. The thing is, you have to have an app. Really? So there is no choice. Okay. Well, if only because everybody says, mm. do you have an app? Okay. So we are putting an app together. At the moment, there is a mobile-friendly version of the site. Sure. Which is effectively an app. Um, and it's great. We have, for example, uh, a function on the site which we call Near Me. 
you press a button on your mobile version of the site mm -hmm. and it tells you your 20 or however many closest shows. Excellent. So you walk out of lunch mm -hmm. and you've got a bit of time to kill mm. and you can be told immediately around the corner there's a great show. Excellent. And then 10 minutes walk mm -hmm. there's three more great shows. I really didn't know you did that. That's really useful. It, it's very cool. And you can imagine, actually, you go to the first one, yeah. and then you do near me again, yeah. and you find where your next nearest point exactly. is. Exactly. And you can be led around. And this works Berlin, Paris. All over the world. Wow. It's, um, it's, it, it, it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to blow my no, own trumpet. It's really, that's, that's excellent. Because the number of times, I mean, I don't go into Centre Ville that often anymore, because I'm just sort of busy working here in full. Yeah. and uh, pop into town I think oh my god what's on I don't actually know now and there's, and no, there's so much information to get yes uh, I could go you know Guardian website timeout website what's on you know whatever I just get lost so I don't bother it's a lot of work and well. I miss everything yes now I know I can actually go to your website and um, press the mobile version button and because it is galleries now you are never sent to somewhere that's closed or to a show that finished last week. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it has a very practical side to it. Mm. We like that. We like that a lot. We like the idea that it's, it's all about the now. Uh-huh. And about seeing as much as possible. Yeah. Well, I think um, I'm going to put some serious links on the website, my website, leading to yours. Thank you. So people there and uh, people can... Stick that in a bookmark until you have a sign-up option in the yes. app. Yes, when that comes. Well, we've been going for about a year and a half now. Yeah. So it's still all relatively young. It's incredible, it is... incredible the amount that you've got done in that space of time. Well, yes, thank you. Uh, that's because we knew right from the beginning exactly what we wanted it to do, mm. and we have not changed that at all. In fact, just recently, I was looking back at some of the very first little visuals we put together when we were discussing it internally to see how it would work. And they are 90% the way it looks now. Mm -hmm. We knew what we needed right at the beginning, and we just put it all together. Mm -hmm. And it's proved very popular. People like it. You get people very often saying, why don't, why don't you use this website or that website? And mm. what normally turns out is that the person asking this has not used the website they are referencing. Yeah. And when you persuade them that they should, they realise the paucity of um, yeah. other ways of doing these things. Mm -hmm. And why going somewhere that only does one job but does it really well mm. is very good. Top banana, Patrick. <laughs> I can't say it's not quite hard work, but it's but it pays off. Yeah, no, that's really good. I mean, as I say, it's something I think uh, Resonance FM is right up our street, and we're going to have to make sure you get our listings as well. Yes, mostly Cafe Otto at the moment. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm saying mostly just. It's kind of a so east centric, where it says the whole world yes. out here, out out towards the west. Well, of course, that's the other funny thing about our experience in it, mm. with our advanced years, is that when when I started out, everything was in Cork Street. Yeah, you could you could tour pretty much all of London Artland by walking up and down one street. Yeah, 
and now there'd be a couple of nights a month where it was a good time to go yeah. kind of thing and everyone would be there but of course now you've got the east and the north and the south and the centre yeah. and the west and north I didn't know there was any galleries no, north I'm not sure there's much west either but <laughs> I was going to say it's definitely more spread out than it yeah. was yeah um, uh, and it makes it more difficult mm. but it's kind of nice to be able to nip onto the site check out an area before yeah. you decide to make the move over there mm. see what's going on excellent and should we wrap it there very happy to That's thank you that was a pleasure to talk to you about it absolutely what fun and that, that flew by as it does alright I'll put details of Patrick and Tristram Featherson's website yep and they'll all be on the links appropriately and I'll fill that bit in later on the uh, cross the T's and the dot the I's should I give you that for all, all spelling and everything? Yeah, it gives a card. And um, I'll edit that in. There we go, we got that. Nights are cloudy, days are cloudy.
changes under the influence of psychedelics. LSD, I would argue, is one of the most important drugs that's ever been studied. Science doesn't yet know how LSD works in the brain. This is LSD. And LSD is uh, one of the most potent drugs that there is. Uh, it's also one of the most interesting, perhaps the most interesting, um, because of the way it alters consciousness. What's more important than consciousness? It affects everyone. Consciousness is the center of everyone's life. What can be more interesting than understanding better how we are the way we are? Psychedelics have been part of human history. Every culture that's been discovered has used psychedelics. This project is I think one of the most significant projects in the history of brain research. It's been banned effectively from research for 50 years. That's outrageous. That's the worst censorship of science there's ever been. And I want to rectify that. Now we're going to do the first ever human imaging study with LST. We're in a privileged, very privileged position because we know that we're going to find something. Um, we don't quite know what but we know it's going to be meaningful. So what we do is uh, recruit some volunteers for the study, which uh, usually isn't very hard. They are administered LSD intravenously uh, in the morning. And essentially what we're doing is we're using two different brain imaging modalities to ask different questions, but complementary questions um, about how LSD works in the brain. Brain imaging is almost like a new art form because you can relate what's, what you're experiencing to what's actually happening in there and that gives a whole new tool to 
explore and understand how consciousness works better. One of the nicest feelings is coming home, you know, with the knowledge that they've had profound experiences under LSD and that we've captured what was happening in their brains when they were having those profound experiences. And that um, gives me a, a very deep sense of uh, satisfaction um, and excitement, really, about what we're going to find when we do the analyses. And the study of psychedelics can really address two fundamental questions. The first is how the brain works, and the second is can we use the alterations in brain function to medical benefit? Can we help people with disorders like obsessive compulsive disorder, like depression, get better? People get locked into a mindset of depressive thinking because they cannot disengage from that mindset. Where, and psychedelics seem to disrupt the parts of the brain which force that thinking and allow people to, to think differently. We're working in, a, in an area which is set to be the next big thing in, in psychology and psychiatry, potentially. I really do believe that. And I also um, do believe in the therapeutic potential of these drugs, that they could be useful for helping people understand themselves, helping them understand of whatever is troubling them. Working in this field is quite difficult. The drugs are illegal and that gives us massively increased costs in terms of getting through all the ridiculous regulations which treat LSD as if it is more harmful than heroin. The second point is because of the political baggage that's been attracted to, to psychedelics, we cannot get funding from conventional funders. That's why we're asking the public to fund us, because truly we don't have enough funding. Now what's amazing is that people's um, curiosity about these drugs and how they work could be put to um, such good use as to actually fund the research itself. We need more funding um, to complete the study and we'd be enormously grateful for you to help. One of the reasons I'm passionate about this research is that I'm getting old and I want to lay the foundation so that the next generation can really reap the benefits of this research in terms of understanding the brain and also developing new interventions for disabling disorders like depression and addiction. The inside the brain is the next great mystery, even more than space really. And we are at the footholds of understanding more. There's a great dam and it's waiting to burst forward. We are on the verge of something great. Try me. 
episodes waiting to be uploaded on the iTunes podcasts etc 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 but it's been a hectic kind of time uh, we'll be back next week with more Sonic Details when I'm going to have a program of sonic noises from outer space I've been making rather nice collections of sounds from satellites and radio broadcasts that feature around the race for space and the present adventures we have colonising the known universe and there's also something coming up on very early at Soviet avant-garde sonic artist which just unbelievably powerful work from a time when they dared to reconsider what the world should be wasn't that fun revolution all around this is coming to you on Isotopica here on Resonance 104.4 FM meanwhile look back on the website www.theculture.net and thank you once again for listening to Isotopica it's me Simon Tishko signing off for another 7 day another 7 day another 7 day another 7 day This program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.